Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 40 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of the Come Follow Me materials covering February the 4th to February the 7th, which is found in Doctrine and Covenants sections 10 to 11, that you may come off conqueror. And so moving into section 11, where we will talk about the background, the historical context behind it, and once again, how the Lord calls people um, who have desires to serve him. Specifically, the title is, if I ask of God, then I will receive. If you remember, uh, Doctrine and Covenants 4 was a similar uh, section where Joseph Smith's father, Joseph Smith Sr., had asked him for a revelation. He wanted to be part of the work and he wanted to know what the Lord would have him do. Doctrine and Covenants section 11 is a similar section in the fact that the, the context or the, the background behind it is of a similar pattern. Um, if we look in the Joseph Smith Papers um, research, uh, it says this, quote, In mid-May, not long after Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery baptised each other, Samuel made another visit to Harmony, during which he was convinced of the truthfulness of the work and was baptised by Cowdery. Joseph Smith's history states that Samuel then returned to his father's house, greatly glorifying and praising God, being filled with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. Not many days afterwards, my brother Hiram Smith came to us and to inquire concerning these things. This revelation followed. Close quote. This has led um, historians and uh, and leaders to consider that this revelation was given uh, late May eighteen twenty nine. And um, this means that this was actually after Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery had received the Aaronic Priesthood and been baptised. Once again, um, this section or comes before the Aaronic Priesthood Restoration section. But again, we know that the sections in Doctrine and Covenants are not in chronological order as such. Um, Now, you'll know that obviously section four is very different to section 11. Uh, One of the differences is explained again in the Joseph Smith Papers Project Research. It says, quote, Although Joseph Smith, uh, Joseph Senior, had been told, if ye have desires to serve God, ye are called to the work, the revelation to Hiram qualified that message and cautioned him that you need not suppose you are called to preach until you are called. He was instructed to wait until his knowledge was deeper and the translation of the plates was completed. The revelation identified its source as Jesus Christ and told Hiram to put his trust in that spirit which leadeth to do good. The text is similar to the revelations addressing Cowdery a month later with the first three paragraphs reflecting the initial April 1829 revelation to Cowdery, and subsequent paragraphs reiterating themes and phrases from the other instructions Cowdery received. Close quote. Um, so I think that this is a particularly interesting section to study because as it says, yes, there are similar themes that were given to Oliver Cowdery and to Joseph Senior before when they stated their desire, and we certainly learn about desire uh, in this section. But... Um, it, there is a significant difference, as it says that Harry was told specifically to go and learn, to gain knowledge before he'd be called to to, um, to teach. Um, and we can have our own kind of predictions or um, theories as to why this may be, why it was different for him. But one thing this does teach me personally is that the Lord has specific revelations for us. And whilst they may and whilst they will fall into line with everything that's been taught before, there may be individual things for us. Things like our patriarchal blessings um, highlight this for us. And so as we read section 11, we could see this as a, like a mini patriarchal blessing for Oliver, for Hiram Smith uh, to tell him what he needs to do in order to receive the great blessings that were in store for him in this life. Um, 
obviously Joseph Smith was not a patriarch at this time and it's not officially a patriarchal blessing, but I like to liken it to to, to that as like a, a pre-patriarchal blessing before he is able to join the work and, and fulfill his desires. Oliver, uh, not Oliver Cowdery, Hiram Smith is obviously a wonderful individual and we will see him quite a few times during the Doctrine and Covenants um, sections and the church history that we have. Uh, and there are many quite great quotes you can uh, find about just the, the dedication and the loyalty of Hiram Smith to his brother. And I think actually it's worth mentioning here, not just Hiram Smith, but his whole family. We've already experienced um, Joseph Smith Sr.'s desire to join the work. We know of Lucy Mack Smith's uh, devotion and dedication to him, uh, to the prophet. And also we know of uh, Samuel Smith, as we mentioned a few times now, about his... He travelled between, you know, the Smith's home and Joseph Smith's home um, quite a number of times, it seems. And he was certain of the work. And so there is a lot that we can learn from their desires to serve him. And also... I mean, who knows us better than our family? And if Joseph Smith really was, you know, able or even capable of, you know, trying to deceive others or hoodwinking people or, you know, lying about what he was saying, then surely his family would know better than anyone else that, you know, this, he couldn't have been a prophet and that kind of thing. But they were certain, his whole family was absolutely certain that he was a prophet of God. Um, and I think that teaches us a lot. Some may argue, well, that's because they were in league with him and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, with all the persecution that came, I don't think that, you know, any family would welcome that if if it was the case that he was um, being deceptive uh, and and not not speaking the truth. So, like we mentioned, we'll go, we'll dive straight into Doctrine and Covenants 11. And there's a lot of um, verses that are similar at the start to other chapter, chapters we've seen previously. In verse 7, we see the phrase, Seek not for riches, but for wisdom. And behold, the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto you, and then shall you be made rich. Behold, the he that hath eternal life is rich. We have seen this concept before in an earlier section of the Doctrine and Covenants, the idea that richness or you know wealth is not in finding riches, but in seeking, uh, seeking wisdom. And in a previous section, we learned that seeking wisdom will then lead us to riches, but this qualifies the riches as eternal life. Uh, Milton R. Hunter says this, quote, Eternal life is very, very important. A careful study of the scriptures reveals the fact that it is the most desirable and important thing of all that exists. In modern revelation, we read, um, we read this, Therefore, eternal life is the blessing that comes to the individual who keeps the commandments in their fullness. Since eternal life is the greatest of all God's gifts to man, it should be of much more importance and much more worthwhile to you and me to put forth every effort to attain to attain eternal life than it would be to accumulate a million dollars or even a million million dollars or to rise to any position of leadership in the world or to gratify any or all of our mortal desires. Close quote. Surely it is the, the seeking of wisdom and eternal life that is the greatest thing. And the Lord will say this to, uh, to Hiram Smith as he continues with his revelation to him. Uh, in this section, the fact that wisdom must be obtained before he can achieve his desires. Speaking of his desires, in verse 8 it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, even as you desire of me, so it shall be done unto you. And if you desire, you shall be the means of doing much good in this generation. I would love, in fact, I still haven't done this. I'm not, I would love to go through this section and that the previous sections with Martin Harris and the section in section four to Hiram Smith Senior, uh, Hiram Smith, 
well, Joseph Smith Sr. I keep getting these names muddled up already. It's not a good sign. Um, but to section four and look for how many times the word desire comes up. And also the, the sections to Oliver Cowdery in his search to translate. We've spoken about desire so much already within these first few sections of the Doctrine and Covenants. John C. Pingree uh, said this, quote, After returning from a full-time mission, I missed the daily purpose I had enjoyed. Clearly, I needed to keep my covenants, get an education, start a family, and earn a living. But I wondered if there was something more, or even special, that the Lord wanted me to do. After pondering for several months, I came across this verse. If you desire, you shall be the means of doing much good in this generation. The Spirit helped me understand that the primary purpose of divine assignments is to bless others and to do much good. We can approach decision points in our lives, like what to study, what to do for work, where to live, in the context of helping others. Close quote. I think that this is a really valuable lesson. As we, you know, many of us listening to this podcast will have decided on our careers and our steps in life. But from this point forward, you know, when we make decisions, think about the context of helping others. Obviously, we need to make sure we provide for our families. We need to make sure that, um, you know, everyone is comfortable and happy and has what they need. But if we have all those bases covered, then think in the context of helping others. How can this bless the lives of of, of, fellow, of my fellow man? Um, I think that's a really worthwhile thing. And that desire can come from our love for the gospel. We'll stop there uh, and we'll conclude section 11 tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please follow the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me or email um, ldsstudysession at gmail.com. If you'd like to share what you've been studying for um, this week, if you'd like to share some feedback, I'd love to hear that. I love hearing feedback from our listeners. And you can also, um, you, you know, go through any of those platforms to, to, to say if you would like to join in a future podcast episode yourselves through Zoom. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.